From KYW News Radio in Philadelphia, this is Scroll Down. I'm Tom Rickert. Today on the podcast, how good is Maddie? She's very good. I mean, probably the top player on that Temple team. She's established herself as one of the top players in the American Athletic Conference. Uh, she's a tremendous goal scorer. She's a consistent goal scorer. You look at all that, and it's impressive. And it becomes even more impressive when you consider that she is doing all this while living with epilepsy. Matt Leon is a sports anchor and reporter for KYW News Radio, and he's the host of our new sports podcast, One on One with Matt Leon. You should go check it out if you haven't listened yet. It's great. Matt, you tell really good stories all the time on the radio, but every once in a while, you walk over to my desk and say, I've got something special for you. Can you introduce everyone to Maddie Giebert? Maddie Giebert is a junior at Temple University, a star on the women's lacrosse team, one of the best players in the American Athletic Conference. Y'all set? Yep, already. All right, we're coming down in three, two, one. Let's talk a little lacrosse. When did you first realize you were really good at this? Um, I don't think, I don't know if I ever realized I was really good at it. Um, my dad was like, you're going to be good at this. <laughs> when she was young, her her dad really encouraged her. and He uh, played club at Penn State when he was in college, and he absolutely loved the sport. Um, he always coached me from when I was in third grade when I started playing. He kind of told me, here's a lacrosse stick. You're going to be good at this. And I was like, I don't know what this is. It just became a goal to become very good at lacrosse, and it's a, it's a goal she's obviously met as uh, she has really emerged as a a force uh, with the Owls and in the conference. Why Temple? I think it was my original visit at Temple. I did not want to come to Temple at all. Um, I didn't want to go to a city school. I want to stay out in the middle of nowhere. I'm from Potsdam, Pennsylvania. I'm not used to big buildings. I'm used to farm country and running around having fields around me, not buildings. Um, and my mom did grad school at Temple, and she was like, no, you have to try it. She's like, I went here. You did. You went on the West Point visit for your dad because he was in the military. Like, you've got to do this visit for me just to check it out. Like, there's no harm in going and checking it out. And I remember coming on the visit and um, – I loved campus. I love the energy of being in the city. There's always something to do. Temple's been a solid program. It was a good fit, and she really kind of hit the ground running there. How's she done this season? As we're talking, she is coming off being the the named the top attacker in the conference. Uh, she has had multiple hat tricks, multiple multiple goal games, uh, and consistent. I mean, she's not someone that has you know a couple huge games, and then you don't hear from her for a for a few matches. Pretty much she's bringing it every day, and uh, they kind of count on her for that. Something happened to Maddie in ninth grade. She had a seizure, and obviously they they run the tests. Took a couple of tests. I went through an MRI scanner. Um, They didn't have anything come up there. I took an EEG, which is when they plug all the little things into your head, and you have all the goo in your hair, and they uh, scan, take a scan of all your brain waves, and that's when they kind of diagnose that, oh, you could have epilepsy. We think it's epilepsy. But I had only had one seizure at that point, so it wasn't a firm diagnosis. I didn't go on medication at that point. We're not positive. We're not going to put you on anything yet. We're going to monitor. She goes another four years, goes the rest of high school, has no problems. And then freshman year in college, she has another seizure, and that is when the doctors jump in and say, okay. I had my second seizure freshman year of college in December. I was in my dorm room and my roommates had no clue what to do. They didn't know I had epilepsy because I hadn't told them because I'd had a seizure four years ago, freshman year of high school. I didn't think I would ever have one again. So they were kind of freaked out because I fell asleep right afterwards. So they couldn't wake me up for a couple hours and they were kind of like, um... 
you're 19 years old, you've only known this girl for a couple months. And she's having a seizure in her bed next to you. It's kind of freaky. And uh, as she put it, you know, you're foaming at the mouth. So they called our coach. Um, after they woke up, they were kind of staring at me in my bed. And they were like, are you okay? Like, we couldn't wake you up. You had a seizure and you were foaming at the mouth. We don't know what to do right now. So I remember I went to the hospital after that. And that one definitely freaked them out a lot. It's unsettling. It's You don't know what's happening. They were nervous. They couldn't wake her up because she would fall asleep after the, the seizures were over. I usually fall asleep for about three hours afterwards because my brain's so tired. It just makes me fall asleep right after my seizure. And that's kind of when all the wheels went in motion uh, that they said she has JME. This is your epilepsy. This is your medication you're going to be taking for the rest of your life as long as it works. We're going to have to try out a few more if this doesn't work, but you have epilepsy and it might go away later in life. But for right now, you're on medication. You had a few more seizures and we're going to deal with it day by day and see what happens. How many seizures has she had? She says she believes she's had six major ones. But one of the things with the epilepsy, as she tells it, is she could have, she doesn't know how many minor quote unquote seizures she's had. I've only ever noticed my major seizures that I've had, but I can have anything from um, if I black out for like 10 seconds in class, I, that can be a minor seizure for me. But I've never noticed them. So. I could be having them. I might not. I'm not sure. Neurologists aren't sure, and they'll never be sure unless they're taking the EEG of my brain while I'm sitting in class. Does she know when this is going to happen, when she's going to have a seizure? As she put it to me, she thinks she can tell, but she kind of doesn't remember. You're supposed to be able to sense it. I might be able to sense it. I'm not sure, honestly. I black out kind of before the seizure happens to a few minutes after the seizure happens. Her memory doesn't go there so she's really not sure my my most second most recent one i was on an exercise bike and i'm not sure exactly when the seizure happened because i woke up in a bathroom stall so i'm not sure if my body sense of seizure was happening and i got off the exercise bike or if i had the seizure on the exercise bike and then moved myself to the bathroom subconsciously so i have obviously no idea but my neurologists and um studies show that you can you have premonitions or some feeling that your seizure is going to be coming on I can't tell what's scarier, knowing that you're about to have one or, or not knowing that you're about yeah, to have one. Yeah, th- one of the things that's really impressive about her is she was able to talk about this openly and candidly, but in a matter-of-fact way. Uh, and I guess that when you're faced with something like that, it's the best. It's one. It's really a great way to deal with it is to just, okay, A plus B equals C. You know, if X happens... We react with why. I'm usually kind of matter of fact about everything. I like facts. I like like data. I'm a business major. I like all things written out, right in plain font right in front of me. Um, No ifs, ands, or buts. And for me, it's easier to deal with it if I know these are the facts. This is what I have to do every day. I have to take my medication 8 a.m., 8 p.m., and that's it. And as long as I do that, I'll be fine. But, you know, there is a – I'm sure there's some sort of veil over you when you know this, you know, can happen. Even though you're taking every precaution and doing everything you're supposed to do to, 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 to keep it in check. You know, it's just part of the condition. Obviously, Maddie is someone who loves playing lacrosse. Was there ever a point when she thought that her epilepsy might prevent her from from being able to play the sport that she loves so much? I think after that second seizure, there was... She was concerned. I was worried for a little bit. My, my mom was especially worried. But my freshman year, after that second seizure... Um, I was very nervous because we were going. I was going into my first collegiate season. I was very excited. This is kind of what I'd worked for all through high school. Um, I was very afraid that I was going to have to give it up for a bit. Um, talking to my neurologist and everything else, um, 
helped a lot because she said basically, look, athletics is great for epilepsy. It's it working out in general is just very good for epilepsy. Like it, it's one of the number one things we recommend is to keep working out and stay healthy, basically. Um, and she's like, no, I know there's a lot of pressure with lacrosse, but she's like, no, keep doing it until it becomes a problem. Keep doing it. I think that was a huge relief because once again, it's that not knowing situation. But when the neurologist says, hey, this is, you know, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it, but no reason that you you can't keep doing what you're doing because it's actually really good for you. And obviously it hasn't slowed her down at all when it comes to playing. What adjustments has she had to make in order to deal with this in the healthiest way that she can? One big thing is she doesn't drive. Yeah, I'm not allowed to drive six months after having a seizure. And as a preventative measure, I typically just don't drive at all um, because I've had two seizures in a car. But I think that's where playing in Philadelphia helps. Practice field's right there. They're not a team that has to travel three or four you know, temples. Their facility's right there. There are some teams in some sports, their field was four or five miles away, which to you and me not a big deal. I think about it when I go to, when we visit um, other schools for traveling. Like well, we went to Rutgers, I remember, and I was like, oh my God, they have to drive to their field every single day for practice. Like that, I wouldn't be able to do that probably because I'd have to hitch a ride with one of my teammates every single day. Like if I wanted to go out and do any extra shooting, if I forgot something in the locker room, I'd either have to Uber, thank goodness that exists now, <laughs> or um, I'd have a hitch a ride every single time I wanted to do anything on this campus. Like that just wouldn't work for me. I might have to transfer. I still wanted to play lacrosse. And that would just be awful because I love my school. The adjustments are more she's had to grow up faster because you talk to her and when, you know, in, in high school she would stay up late. Until 2 a.m. writing papers. I was a huge procrastinator, which I think most people are. Um, I never, I mean, I had to get up at 6 a.m. for school in high school as everyone does and I would go to sleep easily at 1 a.m. some nights. Didn't think twice about it because there was just no need for it. I mean, everyone did it. Now she is very much, you know, homework has to be done by 8. I'm definitely on a much tighter schedule that I've put myself on. I've become much more organized and everything. Make sure I get she gets the, the right amount of sleep and stuff like that. A lot of it's seizure prevention, so getting enough sleep, not drinking too much, managing stress levels. A lot of that's planning out my schoolwork, uh, planning out lacrosse, making sure I'm I can manage my day every day. She is really, I guess, disciplined herself is the the way to put it. And uh, I think that's the biggest change in talking to her is she's gone from your typical high school co- slash college student when it comes to, you know, staying up late and stuff like that to just a much more, you know, no matter what's happening, hey, got to go to bed. Good night, everybody. Thinking about about Maddie, where she is right now in college to be as disciplined as she is. That's really impressive. Oh, it's incredibly impressive. And it comes across in speaking to her. And if you listen to the interview, you hear it's a maturity. I don't think I think about it myself. I think other people kind of tell me like, no, this isn't normal what you're doing. And I don't usually think about it like that because I have a friend who, um, one of my best friends from high school, I've been best friends with her since fifth grade. She has Crohn's disease. And I remember dealing with that for her was so much worse than whatever I've had to deal with. So I always think about that. Um, because I doesn't seem extraordinary what I'm doing. I'm like, okay, I'm taking medication to deal with my epilepsy. This doesn't seem crazy. Like people take medication for all sorts of things, whether it's ADD, um, anxiety. This isn't any different from what they're doing. I mean, when I do have a seizure, it's kind of like, okay, maybe the what happens if I don't take my pills is more severe than cause behaving anxiety attack, but that's also mental disorders versus physical and 
that sort of thing too. So having a condition like this and kind of having it thrust upon you at you know as a freshman in high school and then really as a freshman in college, it matures you to another level. And I think that's one of the things you just you don't have to talk long with her to to get that sense of maturity. What's next for Maddie? Well, only a junior. So uh, another season of playing lacrosse, uh, going for her business degree. But she's still got a lot of lacrosse to play. So uh, it's going to put up some big numbers. Matt, where can people follow you online and uh, see what you're working on, see what you're doing? You can follow me on Twitter at MattLeon1060, and you can follow the one-on-one podcast at one-on-one-pod. Matt, thanks so much for coming back to Scroll Down. Always a pleasure. Thank you. And that's it for this week's show. Scroll Down is hosted and produced in the KYW News Radio studios in Philadelphia. You can follow us on Twitter at ScrollDownPod. I'm at T-Rick, T-E-E-R-I-C-K. Please take a moment to help us out by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes. It helps us keep making the podcast and gets it to new listeners. I'm Tom Rickert. Thanks for listening to Scroll Down. I'll talk to you again next time.